Hello there, everyone. This is George Cruz Alvarez, editor here at IrrationalPassions.com. On the Irrational Passions Presents feed, of course. Uh, a few weeks ago, you may remember that I did a piece on Coffee Talk. This was a sort of narrative adventure game where you were a barista in a fantastical Seattle and you made coffee and listened to folks' problems. At PAX East, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to interview uh, director and co-writer on Coffee Talk, Chris Anthony. Uh, apologies if I mispronounced your name, your last name. Chris, uh, to talk about sort of the background of the studio and the development of the game itself. So if you haven't listened to that piece, it is in this podcast feed labeled Coffee Talk and how service work can be meaningful. And we'll also put the link so you can read it there. Uh, so yeah, not much else to say. Thanks again to Chris and the folks at Toge Productions for uh, setting this up and enjoy. Uh, so Chris, first of all, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for setting the time aside. Um, so yeah, before we get started, uh, I understand that Toge Productions is Indonesian. I don't know a lot about Indonesian the Indonesian game scene. I don't know how much our audience does either. So can you tell me a little bit about your team? You're obviously, you develop games, but you also publish games. Yeah. So you can, t- can you tell me a little bit about your team? Yeah. So Tokyo Productions uh, started back in 2009 uh, as a flash game development and back then there was only like uh, two people which is myself and a friend and we used to work from our home like uh, in our bedrooms and uh, basically we we slowly uh, grew because of like back then you know making flash games was quite easy it's accessible for everybody and we could you know earn a decent living from there and a lot of the gaming studios in Indonesia actually started back during those flash game era and for Tokyo Productions we were lucky enough to get a few uh, hits like uh, our previous game Infectinator was a a hit during the flash game era and we ported that to mobile and it was uh, earning us you know decent revenue for us to grow so now we have around 14 people in our team uh, 10 of them are developers programmers and artists and the the, the, the others are like uh, you know marketing and stuff like that so the the Indonesian game industry is very very young and uh, everybody started from zero they uh, learn by themselves through by making like flash games or like uh, you know casual mobile games experimental stuff and so we don't have any you know like triple eighty studios or like mentors where we can you know like uh, meet or like uh, get feedback and stuff like that so mostly we have to build our own community and you know share between developers like what what works and what doesn't and basically try to help each other and uh, from all the success that the other studio you know made uh, we would try to you know share that and help each other so that's that's what Toge Productions also you know did uh, for, the, for the Indonesian um, developers gotcha well thank you Chris so now focusing on coffee talk uh, one of the big things that I was interested in obviously this is a game that takes place in a fictional fan fantastical Seattle um, but is there anything that us me an American might have missed in terms of culturally Indonesia and coffee culture 
uh, service work that I would have missed that is in the game. And being that you are Indonesian, did that, you know, affect the game culturally? Yeah. Um, yeah, we... Interesting thing is like a lot because the game is we're, we're Indonesians, right? Uh, so and not all of us have the experience to live in the states or like get the, get a first-hand experience of living outside of Indonesia. So we we try to you know ask our friends um, and get their uh, what do you call it? like uh, basically get get their experience and try to put that in the game, but. Other than that, like most of the time, we have to fill it with our, our own experience, and you know, like we try to uh, write what you know. Yeah, right. So, uh, like some, some, like uh, we we also try to bring like Indonesian culture, so like uh, cultures from Southeast Asia, and that would be in the like the the, the types of drinks that's uh, being served, like in, in the menu. Like uh, there's a drink called SDMJ and you know, Tetarik from Malaysia and stuff like that. So we add that in the game uh, because we want the world to know about those drinks and also our culture. Um, and I'm, I don't know how to explain this, but uh, the like in terms of like service work, working in like uh, a coffee shop in Indonesia, it's maybe a, kind of similar. Because we also have like Starbucks and stuff like that, uh, which is like uh, like the, the global standard, right? In, in terms of like service work, but we also have like traditional coffee shops that's more like uh, like mom and pop, where people are closer, you know. And people get when when they're drinking coffee, they talk with the barista, and so that's what we put in the game. So. Maybe some people are, you know, they probably they felt weird, like, why would I talk with the barista in a coffee shop? Yeah, right? Because in Starbucks, you don't do that, right? You just order, I want my cappuccino, or like, I want a, my macchiato, whatever, and then you just move on. But in Indonesia, the, the, the traditional warung kopi, we call it, like, they, you sit down in a, in a bar-like, you know, setup, and then while you drink your coffee, you would either like listen to radio or like watch TV and then w talk and converse with the owner of the shop and talk about anything basically. It could be your what happened you know, during the day or like uh, about politics or whatever. So um, that also translated in the, in the game. Um, and probably that's that's what we justify having those conversations with gotcha. the, yeah, right so yeah yeah uh, it wasn't off-putting to me for me it just felt like the on the uh, as someone who's done that it was just like every day was a good day at work yeah uh, and I, I thought that was purposeful it was but it sounds like in Indonesia those mom-and-pop shops that is sort of the vibe there even here I feel People, even at the mom and pop shops, you get your coffee, you're, you're formal, you're polite, but then you go in your laptop and you do your work. Not a lot of that conversation. Um, obviously, there is some of it, but not as much as in the game. And I really appreciate that. And why I didn't know that, like, was it that like we're trying to make the best, every day at work is a great day, but, uh, but it seems like, yes, there is sort of more of a personal sort of relationship yeah. going on in coffee shops. Um, so, I was when I was doing research on the game, I learned that this was uh, has its origins as a game jam yeah. game first, right? So can you talk to me a little bit about how I went from that concept yeah. to like, well, actually we got something here, and then to what well, we got yeah. Yeah, here now. 
Yeah, it's it's very interesting because like when we did our internal game jam, we, we used to do it like every year, um, and everybody in the team could work on anything basically. We we gave them the freedom to experiment, and actually the person who comes up with the the idea and the concept for coffee talk is our marketing guy. Uh, he doesn't have any you know like background in in terms of game making. Um, he, he, he used to you know make like small experimental games but never really delivered like a full commercial game so he wanted to replicate the feeling of watching the rain and while holding a warm drink and just listening to lo-fi chill hop while you know talking with your friends like gossiping so that's the mission thing. accomplished by the way yeah, thank you <laughs> like that's a when, when he pitched that idea during that game jam everybody was like what <laughs> like what would the gameplay be like, right? Like it's it's a, such an ab abstract concept, but then he w he was a, a huge fan of Valhalla, and he loves watching Midnight Diner on Netflix. So that becomes like the the basic concept of, for the game. Um, so the first prototype was you you would have Lua and Bailey's come in and then talk. Pretty much like the, the demo, but with a very, very rough, you know, like writing and graphics and very rough mechanics. Um, and that was done within like 48 hours. And uh, we gave everybody in the, in the company um, a chance to basically showcase the game. And then everybody would like vote which, which game uh, is promising and what uh, should be, you know, like continued as a full project and from that game jam we got two games and one of one one was uh, coffee talk and so we gave like uh, it more time like a week to give it a bit, a bit of polish and then we released that prototype to HIO and from there we got a lot of feedback from people that who played the, the prototype and everybody loved it and so we thought like, oh, this could be, you know, something interesting uh, and we could pursue that as a, uh, a full project. So we did. So basically we allocated more people uh, and basically the, uh, create the game, you know, polish the concept and everything. And then uh, Fahmi, the, the, basically the guy who comes up with the idea, he, he's the main writer. And so he becomes the game director, right, for Coffee Talk. And then uh, during his pitch, he said like, "Oh, well, we gotta finish this game in like six months. Uh, it's gonna be such a simple game. There's no, there's no mechanic. There's only like talking, talking, and then brewing, right? So it's so simple. But what we didn't know was like writing the story. Turns out it's it's as hard, even could be even more hard, harder than making the code or like drawing the images. And it took us like two years to really." get all the writing and the game mechanic down um, and during the first year we released another demo uh, which is what, what you see now you know on Steam and every, everywhere uh, that's the, the demo that we did within the first year but like finishing the rest of the story it took us another year oh, yeah. gotcha. all right so you mentioned the story, but uh, what was why? Where, where did you come to the decision? We want to make this a story based in fantasy or a modern fantasy in this Seattle. Yeah, 
So like one of the original uh, idea was we want to make the game uh, as relatable as possible and having uh, you know like issues that you personally might have experience so but sometimes the topics are very sensitive like it could be you know either racial or like gender and stuff like that so we 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 think of like how can we deliver those conversation without um, offending anybody right so we thought like okay I think we should do this in a fantasy setting because it could be yeah like urban fantasy could be like a mirror where people can reflect but we kind of like reserve judgment because you don't really say like oh this is that race or whatever so it's open to interpretation to the players experience and how they perceive the world and so that's why we chose that you know the, the theme for the game and as for the, the writing itself like we did uh, role-play sessions uh, when we wrote the story so basically everybody in the team in the company uh, was assigned a character that fits their personality or like their the problems that fa they face in real life and then we would give like a like an hour session where everybody could just you know talk about those problems and those conversations then adapt get adapted into the final story, the, the writing in the game. And w what we want to do is basically we want uh, all the discussions to be, basically we don't want to push uh, a certain agenda or whatever. Uh, we just want to give a new perspective to an issue so that people can, you know, think about it, you know, deeper and have a, you know, a broader perspective. Uh, Gotcha. So the game has been out for about a month or two now. It's been two months. Um, so I guess just how do you feel about the reception? It seems like a lot of people, like a lot of people, been checking it out. Like I know a lot of people around my circle, like oh yeah, I played that game. Uh, I feel like most of my media colleagues have played it now. Has the reception been good in terms of like you know people going out there? You guys feeling good about it? Like how does the team feel now looking back on it, seeing all the criticism and yeah, just post. Pardon. Yeah, we're we're very very happy about the uh, how people you know um, receive you know the game like it's been very positive. We're happy about it, and we're actually quite surprised like with all the traction and the, the attention. Uh, even like people say like it's a very meditative game. Uh, we we didn't you know we when we create the game we know it's gonna be we want it to be chill you know relaxing. But some people actually use the game as a, you know, like to help them sleep and fight their own insomnia, which is something that we didn't think about, right? Like, wow, this game could really help people in, in some in ways that we did we never thought about. So that's that's really amazing for us. And yeah, we this is our first like fully uh, narrative game focus, like because like. Our previous games were more like strategy, you know, simulation games, where the narrative is like the secondary part. We don't really pay attention to that. But in this game, uh, we have to really think about the, the story, the writing. Uh, so it might not have been, you know, like the best in the in the in the genre. But we learned a lot from that, and hopefully in the future we could, you know, bring more stories that could even be better, right? Gotcha. Yeah.
All right. Well, final question. Um, what is your go-to favorite latte? Or you can... It's hard to answer that, I know, but, like, something sweet. Is there something specific already in your mind? You know, just tell yeah, so the funny thing is like the whole, uh, the, the only person that loves coffee in the whole I, team. I saw that coming. Yeah, it, it was Fahmi. The, the rest of them, they don't really, we don't really drink coffee. Like even myself, I'm not a huge like, coffee guy. I drink it when I'm, you know, feeling sleepy or whatever. But I'm more like a tea person. Uh, so I love drinking ginger tea. Uh, milk ginger tea in Indonesia we call it wedang uh, jahe um, so that's my thing because you know I like having that warm feeling um, but yeah so as soon as I said asked that question I was like he's probably gonna say actually like no I don't like any coffee um, Chris thank you so much for talking to me uh, Toji Productions, you guys got Rising Hell, uh, When the Past Was Around, coming soon. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and you know, for the interview. It's been amazing. Thank you.